You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. It's a feminist podcast. Hi, welcome to our introductory episode. Uh, my name is Millicent Saar. I'm Ellis Dolan. And this is the first episode, or I guess like episode 0.5 of our new podcast. The, the prologue. The prologue, I like that. Yeah. Of Feminism Ruins Everything. Um, do not let the title deceive you. It's not an anti-feminist podcast. We'd like to apologise to all the men's rights activists listening. I, I am not a men's rights activist and I'm not going to apologise to any of them. Yeah, because your ideology is sham. The mailman, where are you? Ah, you're ridiculous and men's rights is nothing. I like that we're coming in strong and we're kind <laughs> of like, we're, we're setting our boundaries, we're setting our limits and we're, we're kind of like, this is what the podcast is going to be. We're both two very opinionated people and we're very passionate about uh, feminism and how feminism is kind of reflected in pop culture. And that's kind of what we're here to do. Yeah, so basically what we're going to do for every episode is we're going to take either a movie or a musical, sometimes both because, Mm -hmm. you know, so frequently musicals are based off of movies, and we're going to just dissect them. Just discuss them. Discuss them (laughs) from a feminist perspective, break them down, and then decide whether we as feminists rate whatever this cultural phenomena is or whether we want to ruin whatever this cultural phenomenon yeah, is hence hence the title mm. uh we we might ruin everything although i hope not i i hope not. i feel like um sp- like spoilers i feel like our first episode is going to be uh, a fairly positive one. I agree also. Um, which Given I, how much you've been gushing about it since you watched it it's, yesterday. <laughs> it's going um, to be about like maybe like 10, 15 minutes of discussing feminism and an hour and a half of me talking about how much I love Laura Bell Bundy. Yeah, um, that's fair enough. Uh, yeah. but, but I think <laughs> also um, from the ruining stuff perspective, like I like to think that something that's going to come out of us breaking things down from a feminist perspective is that even if things have problematic elements that we're going to come to the conclusion that you can still love something and still enjoy something while recognizing the elements of it are problematic. Yeah. And and I guess it's it's all about what you do with that knowledge and how you take it going forward and applying it to your own life and the way that you you treat other people. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so we want to also acknowledge that we are recording this podcast on Ghana land. Uh, we are in the lovely Adelaide Plains area, which is Ghana country, and we would like to acknowledge Ghana and any other Aboriginal elders, uh, past, present, and emerging. We we just like to acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded. Absolutely, yeah. So, um, Ellis, let's chat a little bit about. You and I. Oh, our favorite topics. <laughs> I think um, we were talking about this the other day. I think that pretty much every podcast must start from two friends just chatting and being like, wow, 
our conversations are so interesting. <laughs> like other people would want to hear this. I feel like that they always would like come from a really narcissistic <laughs> perspective to be like, we are so interesting that other people need to hear us as well. But I, I think it's I think it's a step more than that. It's like we are what we have to say is so interesting and so important that other people should hear it, but only after vigorous editing. So yeah. that Absolutely. you know, we kind of compile all the tangents that we go on and somehow arrange it in a coherent manner that is hopefully entertaining and informative and... We can only hope. Yeah. <laughs> Yet to be seen. Um, but I hope you find this entertaining and informative. Um, I'm going to tell you a little bit about my bud, Ellis Dolan. Um, he's a living legend and I'm very proud of him. Uh, so Ellis has just come off of the Australasian tour of School of Rock, which um, unfortunately came to a little bit of um, an untimely end. Oh, you've got a pick. That's fun. I've got a bunch of picks um, that I didn't steal from work. (laughs) Um, So regrettably, because of the current global pandemic uh, in which we find ourselves, um, School of Rock Rock was cut short. But um, before then, Ellis, for the last, I want to say, year... Year and a half? I've been saying like 18 to 20 months. Yeah, has been um, a swing and also understudy for the lead freaking role of an internationally touring musical. Like, you're a rock star, Ellis. I'm so proud of you. Um, (laughs) Thank you, Nim. Yes, you're awesome. Uh, So, yes, Ellis has been playing Dewey on and off um, in School of Rock as well Mm. as pretty much every other member member of the male ensemble as well uh yeah yeah i I got all of them that's awesome yeah um and so ellis is qualified to do so because he studied at nida um we like to call him a graduate in inverted commas um because he has a diploma of musical theater which still counts which still counts having gone to nida and graduating from there (laughs) you wore a motorboard motorboard is that what they're called the the flat hat things yeah um, and you like you got your piece of paper, like you you went to NIDA. That piece of paper is somewhere. Um, I've been moving around a lot on tour, and I have no idea where any of my things are. <laughs> Good, but uh, <laughs> you're still qualified. Still qualified. The still qualification counts. still counts. Still counts. Yeah. So Ellis is a NIDA graduate, and um, also a graduate of Flinders, Flinders University with a Bachelor of Creative Writing with honors, mm-hmm. um, and like. A small amount of PhD. <laughs> like, I did start a PhD and then very quickly decided I don't want to do yeah, this. But yet, and yet, your Instagram handle is still Dr. Dolan PhD. The amount of people that refer to me as Doc is, um, I, I it just warms the cockles of my heart. Um, <laughs> warms the cockles of your unqualified heart. Of my highly unqualified heart. Yeah. And also, Ellis is super cool because um, he's got a new hobby. Of starting podcasts. <laughs> like, this is a, just a new thing that he's doing. Um, so, in addition to Feminism Ruins Everything, the feminist podcast that you are currently listening to, mm-hmm. um, Ellis has also started Quarantunes, which is a podcast that celebrates artists who are using this time, these COVID times that we are in, um, to um, be creative. And he's interviewing creatives about. Um, what creative practices they're currently engaging in um, in these really weird times, which is not like a good time for the arts. Mm. So it's about celebrating artists when the arts are having a bit of a bad time. So um, Ellis is very multi-talented. He's really cool. He's my best friend. Oh, stop it. 
and I'm so excited to be doing a podcast with him. <laughs> well, I think it's my turn to tell you all about my bud, Millicent Sar or Mim. Sup. Yes. Um, I referred to I referred to you as Millicent in uh, in our Quarantunes episode, mm. uh, and both of us thought that was really weird because uh, because mm. you're Mim, yeah. uh, and that's what Mim does. And everybody, uh, if you're involved in the Adelaide theatre scene, you know who Mim Sar is. Uh, you would know that she is a three-time Adelaide Fringe uh, 2020 award winner for her return season of Friendly Feminism for the Mild Mannered, a uh, cabaret show that she wrote uh, and produced uh, herself all about feminism and educating people and telling some personal stories. Wonderful, wonderful show. It's actually a four-time winner if you include the weekly award for Best Cabaret that she won as well. She's also an Adelaide Theatre Guide and Theatre Association of South Australia loser... (laughs) Uh, having been nominated for, <laughs> having been nominated for the uh, original season of Friendly Feminism, uh, as well as uh, the Tassa Award for uh, Tassa nomination for her performance as Veronica Sawyer in Heather's, because she's also appeared in many shows around Adelaide, uh, including Heather's, Little Women, Wicked, You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown, which is um, where we met, which was an uh, assistant directed by the Ellis Dolan, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and uh, I believe that you were also one of the the four people who came to see the South Australian <laughs> premiere of Edges. Uh, as well as being one of the four cast members I, in I that was, show. I was in that show and, <laughs> and watched it, unlike so many others. <laughs> uh, um, and on top of that, instead of being an incredible, multifaceted, multi-talented artist, um, singer, songwriter, etc., etc., uh, designer of all of the um, images for Feminism Ruins Everything, yeah. uh, all of that work is, is Mims, and I love it. Uh, but you also have a Bachelor of Laws from Adelaide University and a Diploma of Languages majoring in French. So again, very, very talented. That's going to make me very qualified to talk about our first movie musical um, that we're going to dissect being Legally Blonde. Uh, You heard it here first. As as somebody who is both blonde and (laughs) legally qualified, um, I feel I'm uniquely positioned (laughs) to give a feminist critique of that work. And I'm just obsessed with, with that musical. And with Laura um, Bell Bundy. And with Laura Bell Bundy and, and Elwood's in general. Um, Can I tell you, this is an anecdote that will probably get cut <laughs> because <laughs> it's irrelevant, but it's very, very funny. Um, so my darling friend, Oliver, um, when I first graduated from <laughs> law, saw a post that I put up where I hashtagged Millicent Sar LLB because when you get a law degree, the I forget what it's called when you have letters after your name, but the, yeah. but the letters you get after your name are LLB, and I like put that in my post, and he of course saw it and went, oh yeah, Laura Bell Bundy, <laughs> <laughs> and then <laughs> I love that, and then but then my mum posted something and also wrote Millicent Sar LLB, and he was like, oh. <laughs> That can't be it. And only then thought to Google it to be like, what does it actually stand for? LLB, not Laura Bell not Bundy. Not Laura Bell Bundy. It's some Latin thing <laughs> that means you have a law degree. I, I love the letters that follow your name when you get a qualification purely for the fact that my gran, hi gran, if you're listening, uh, when she writes letters, like handwritten letters, will write out your entire oh. title. So when she uh, when she would send mail to my dad... She would write like Ken Dolan, 
masters in engineering and this and this and this and this and this and And whenever i got like the rare letter like a birthday card or something it would be like ellis dolan bca cw with ons and like oh she just she she loves it i love it it's it's so cute can't put the phd though not yet yeah unless she's referring to your instagram handle which she might you never know she might grand might get technologically savvy (laughs) who knows so now that we've kind of found out a little bit about who we are as people uh, I kind of want to talk to you um, and to everyone listening about why we're doing this podcast and what we hope to not only convey to our listeners, but also what we hope to achieve and learn as its presenters. Do you want to talk a little bit about that from your perspective, Alice? Well, from my perspective, that notion of learning is probably a really important one. I, I realize that I'm personally uh, come from a, a place of privilege um and that i'm a straight white guy uh and and my 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 thought and my hope is that i really want to use my privilege to kind of give a voice to those who don't get heard as often to i want to be the best ally that i possibly can and i want to learn how to do that and i think that um by looking at pop culture in particular we can kind of get a reflection of society because i think that's that's what art really does it really reflects where the society is at the time what the prevailing notions are particularly if you look at the the more mainstream stuff Mm. you can kind of see what are the the habits what are the the thought processes that are being reflected and i really want to analyze that and to um to discuss it in a sense of like, how can I learn how to be a better ally? How can I help other people become better allies? And how can I, um, how can I spread the stories of people whose stories don't get told as much? And I think that's that's kind of what I would like to do with this. That's awesome. What about you, Mim? What, what's your what's your motivation behind this? What do you want to get out of this? I suppose I come to um, feminist discussion from a different position, being being a woman and being somebody who um, does have more of um, a personal experience with with sexism and with misogyny. Um, I mean, again, at the same time, um, being a woman is the only vulnerable group that I belong to. I am very, very privileged in other aspects of my identity. But I suppose um, I want to look at things from my own perspective i suppose compare it to um to what we are seeing in in pop culture and um i would really like to act as um i guess can continue to grow my role as somebody who um communicates about feminism and makes feminism accessible um that's something that i'm very passionate about um not making it heaps of jargon and rhetoric that um, isn't widespread and widely understood, but kind of breaking it down and making it accessible for people that don't otherwise know a lot about feminism. Um, but at the same time, I absolutely don't claim to have all the answers and um, I'm still learning and growing um, in my um, position as, I suppose, a feminist advocate and activist. Um, I'm really excited that throughout the course of the podcast we're going to introduce a number of guests so mm-hmm. we're going to chat to people whose worldviews and experiences are different from our own um definitely get some queer voices um some people of color um and 
get them to share their perspectives and also um, talk to people who uh, belong to other minorities um, because feminism must and should um, in a modern setting always be intersectional. So um, I'm excited to, I guess, learn from them as well. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Yeah. All right, so to cap off our first preliminary getting to know you what is this whole shebang about episode we're gonna do some lightning round questions (laughs) lightning round being taken very broadly because Mm -hmm. when ellis and i did this when ellis interviewed me for quarantunes he would like ask me a question and i'd I'd give like an elaborate answer and it was really long so it was anything but lightning so we're taking that phrase very liberally Mm -hmm. um but i've got I've got three questions. You've got I've got five. five. So how about you go first and I'll like intersperse mine. Okay. Um, question one, mm. aside from Feminism Ruins Everything and the Quarantunes podcast, what is your go-to podcast? That's one of my questions. Ah! <gasps> oh, Ellis, we should so have had notes. Um, I'll find another question then. No, 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 that's fine. That's fine. That will just be our question that we've both okay. decided has a lot of merit currently. Um, I have a couple. I really like The Guilty Feminist. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like Will Anderson's podcast. It's called, uh, well, one of his podcasts is called Willosophy. And oh, okay. he like chats to um, his pals, um, who many of whom are comedians, about like their life philosophy. And it gets like, it's really thought-provoking. And I really like it. And I also have started listening to um, Clem Ford's podcast called Big Sister Hotline. Um, which is just really wholesome. That sounds lovely. And I'd recommend it. What are your favorite podcasts, Ellis? Uh, I, I feel like it's really early to be revealing how nerdy a uh, person I am. <laughs> um, the the podcast that I probably listen to the most, uh, there's one, uh, the band Tripod, the, mm. the comedy group Tripod, have one called Perfectly Good Podcast. And as somebody who is obsessed with their music and and their their style of comedy, I really enjoy that. I also, um, I, I play the incredibly nerdy card game uh, Magic the Gathering and there's a, a podcast called Limited Resources which I think is really useful and it's just about like helping you like get better at your game and <laughs> and everything That's like awesome. that. So I just, it's just a nice thing to kind of put on, um, you know, while you're driving and you feel like you're learning a bit um, about something that I really enjoy doing. I also, uh, I'm not sure if it's still on anymore but there was one called Broadway Backstory which mm. uh, details the story of like how shows kind of 
like from conception to appearing on Broadway. And there's like there's episodes on like In the Heights, Hamilton, uh, Fun Home, uh, The Deaf West Spring Awakening was a particularly yes. incredible episode. Love that show. Uh, so if you can check them out, uh, that's mm-hmm. what I would highly recommend. I also think now would be a good time to profess that we are both massive music theatre nerds. 100% massive music theatre nerds. Um, like a big motivation behind starting this podcast is that we just get to nerd out about our two <laughs> mutually favourite things being music theatre and feminism. Yeah. <laughs> so Together um, at last. Yeah, please know what you're in for. Um, yep. there's, it's likely that we'll probably sing at some point oh, 100%. on this podcast. Like that. If you've listened to the if you listen to the podcast version, you'll have heard our theme song, uh, <laughs> sung uh, sung by us. Sung by us, yeah. Um, you go next because you stole my first question. I did steal your first question. Okay, uh, question two: What's the best live concert you've ever attended? Missy Higgins. Ooh. Missy Higgins. She played in Adelaide on my birthday. Oh. It was the best birthday present ever, and I have been obsessed with her. For pretty much as long as I have listened to music, like she's absolutely like the first artist that I ever was like, oh yeah, I really like their music. Like I had Sound of White on the CD when it came out when I reckon I was like in year five. Mm-hmm. Um, have always loved her, had never seen her live. And then she played in Adelaide on my, it was 2018. So on my, how old am I? Was that, <laughs> was that, my, was that my 23rd birthday? Why could I... No, that was my 24th birthday. Excuse me. I, <laughs> oh, my God. Maths. Um, but basically, yeah, she played in Adelaide on my birthday. It was phenomenal because it was like the songs that I've loved my entire life. Oh, and she yeah. was so good live. And she played this one song that she wrote for her son. And she played it acoustically. And it was just like... It was just so magical. Beautiful. Yeah. That's awesome. Happy birthday, me. <laughs> what is the best concert you've ever been to, Ellis? I've been thinking about this, and I've got a lot. Like, if I started listing honorable mentions, I'd be here all day. Mm-hmm. But the one I'm going to go with is uh, when I was in year 10, which would have been 2007, seeing My Chemical Romance on their Black Parade tour. Incredible. Uh, it was, it was like, amazing. I went. It was, like, the first concert that I went to without my parents, <gasps> which was, like, a big deal. Look out. And so it was me and two of my friends and we we went and we were just like in the middle of the mosh pit and the band sounded incredible and mm. everybody around us was amazing and actually after that concert we went away and we started a band oh, and we we played beautiful. in that band for like a reasonable amount of time yeah. um and also like 2007 that was like my chemical romance like heyday like peak my chemical yeah. romance and the fact that the fact that when they announced that they were getting back together last year, it was like legitimately the happy. Like um, to to get really personal, uh, really quickly, I, I was having quite a bad time uh, for a lot of reasons last year that I won't go into. But I, when My Chemical Romance announced that they were getting back together, that was like a "Oh my God, there is good in the world again" kind of moment. Like, <laughs> like things will be okay. My chem exists again. Yeah, and then. And, and then, then Corona, Corona happened. Yeah. Oh, let's yeah. not let's not delve let's into not that. Let's not dwell on that. We'll have we'll have an episode specifically dedicated to that. <laughs> but um, not right, not for right now. No. Right um, now we've got one of your questions though. Yeah, um, Ellis, what's your favorite color? Blue, uh, like a, a nice kind of not like dark but deep. Mm, I think like, like a, royal. Yeah, royal probably blue. like a royal blue. 
I've got um, I've got Microsoft Word open on my laptop right now, which I'm reading my notes off, and the banner for that is quite a satisfying blue yeah, color. Yeah, love that. What about you, Mim? What's your favorite color? Um, mine are orange and yellow. Ooh, nice colors. Thank you. Very nice. Thank you. And uh, something that I actually something that I have been getting into recently is uh, pink oh, as a color. So good. Like I I remember I I bought a drink bottle uh, a couple of years ago now. Um, and they only had a pink one on the shelf. And I'm like, yeah, I'll give it a shot. And ever since then, like, if I can get, like, a pink version of whatever I'm looking for, like a pink toothbrush or something, I'll just be like, yeah, I'll get the pink one. It's, like, it's just it's a happy it's nice. And then you watched Legally Blonde yesterday, oh. and all of your pink dreams came true. I cannot wait to talk about this movie. <laughs> <laughs> all right, what's your next question? We're doing really badly with our lightning round. Um, my I next question really is, what's your Hogwarts house? This is interesting. I've always identified as a Hufflepuff until very recently. I now identify as a Gryffindor. Oh, mm. nice. I've, I think just like I've come to realize that boldness and bravery and courageousness are a lot more important to me now um, than they ever have been before. Nice. Mm. Uh, I'm a Hufflepuff, 100% Hufflepuff. I'm all about the, the friendship and, and the being there for people and the supporting and so, so just like hundred percent. Also, we are, we we get a badger. Badgers are cool. <laughs> Dude, lions are pretty cool. Uh, but is it a badger though? It's a lion. It's a lion. It's a lion. Um, All right, what have you got? That was a great question, but I also feel like this question is similarly pertinent. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, we were having this conversation earlier. Ellis, what's your favorite Disney princess? So, my favorite Disney princess is Belle from Beauty and the Beast. Uh, I think I I just love like she's just one of those characters that I I can't fault in the sense of like she does have faults but just the way that she's she's written her strength and her tenacity and her like like knowing that she kind of like deserves to be treated better not just by the village that she lives in but by the beast and the fact that she she doesn't um Oh no! What's the word? She doesn't. She doesn't like compromise her beliefs or her belief in herself to get something. Mm. And I just like like that. That movie in general is just like wonderful. But Belle is kind of like the driving reason that that makes that movie work. I think. Yeah, I love that. What about you? Who's your favorite Disney princess? I do love Belle. Um, I think. I closely identify with Anna from Frozen, and I really love her. I like that she is vivacious. I like that she has um, this really like beautiful friendship with her sister. Mm. Um, I like that she <laughs> has like intense FOMO and is like, "No, you're not going to go on this journey without me. Like, I'm going to have to be that." I'm like, "Oh, that's so me." Um, yeah, she just like wants to like help even when it's not reasonable, <laughs> and I respect that greatly. I really like Anna from Frozen. I love it. It, it, we should do a Disney princess episode, I think, yeah. just to discuss all of them. Absolutely. There's there's a lot of merit, I think, to discussing yeah, that. Also, like, seeing how they've evolved through the times yeah. and, and everything like that. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah, chuck that on our list. Putting that on the list. Yeah. Um, is it my question? It's your question. What's the last book you read? The last book that I read. And, and finished, I reckon. Read and finished. <laughs> Yeah, those are two different things. Um, <laughs> no, but the last book that I finished, I like devoured this book, um, was Your Own Kind of Girl by Claire Bowditch. Mm-hmm. Absolutely stunning 
stunning book. Um, it basically, are you familiar with who Claire Bowditch is? I I did it. If if you're following uh, Quarantunes uh, on Facebook, you'll see that I did a cover of her song. You did, the one, you did, um, uh, and in I the really, last week. I really enjoyed it. So I'm sorry that I um, can't be the one. Yes. Yeah. Um, basically, her book details um, this mental health crisis that she had in her early 20s um, and I guess everything leading up to that and um, how she resolved that Mm -hmm. and how she kind of built herself back up and um, was able to be mentally well again and it is it's so well written it's so honest Um, a lot of it is about her struggles with her body image um, which was like really it was both heartbreaking and also um really validating to read i suppose because i think that's something that you know everyone struggles with to some degree and um yeah it was so well written i got maybe halfway through and then went to bed one night and intended to just like read a little bit before i went to bed and then i just couldn't stop (laughs) and it was 2 a.m and i'd finished it and i was like lying in bed sobbing because it was beautiful so you should absolutely read your own kind of girl by claire bowditch i loved it do you still have it can i borrow it I do. Okay. And you can. Amazing. Ellis, what was the last book you read? Um, the last book I... And finished. The last book I read and finished <laughs> uh, was Treasure Island by Robert Louis Stevenson. I, uh, I decided to... Um, well, I, I, started, I, I started writing this uh, very pulpy pirate story, which I got a lot of fun out of doing and I should really get back to. <laughs> Um, because I've put it off for a bit. And I decided I, I actually haven't read Treasure Island before. I should read it and and kind of find out where that kind of, you know, because that's kind of regarded as the first mm. or the, the, the history's most important <laughs> pirate story. So I thought I'd read it and, and give it a go. And there were parts that I'm like, hey, this is really cool. And there were parts I'm like, this is really weird. Why? I'm, I'm a really bad creative writing student because some of the classics um, just don't sit with me. Mm. And but also you've got to you've got to critique stuff and be critical to know what you like and what you want to emulate. Yeah, exactly. I I think I think what really put me off is that I love the movie Muppet Treasure Island, <laughs> and which which hear me out is like a legitimately great adaptation of that story, and in some ways does things better than than the book. And it's you not just because there are Muppets in. <laughs> Ella Stolen believes that Muppets did Treasure Island better than Robert Louis Stevenson. I, I will stand by that. 100% stand by it. On that happy note, do you think we should wrap up our first introductory episode of Feminism Ruins Everything, the feminist podcast? I think that's a great, t- I think that's a great place to wrap it up. Um, on the Muppets. That's, uh, <laughs> that's our closing note. Mm-hmm. Um, if you are interested in hearing more about Feminism Ruins Everything and staying up to date with when our podcast comes out, um, follow us on Instagram and Facebook. On Instagram, we are Feminism Ruins Everything Pod, or one word. Uh, on Facebook, we are Feminism Ruins Everything colon a feminist podcast. Stay tuned for uh, some more feminism. <laughs> okay, bye everyone. <laughs> See ya. See ya. Thanks for listening. We'll work on an outro. <laughs>